0: The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Who's good, bright, big idea was it to do two back-to-back shows with 10 minutes in between? Whose big idea was that? That's right, it was mine. And I really enjoy doing it, but I might need 20 minutes in between because because the 10 minutes, uh, basically when when Britt and I finish the program, you know, a couple things we have to do to debrief. And then I'm making the switch over, and here I am. And I told John Russell we'd be started by 11.15 p.m., and we haven't started yet. Well, I've started, but I haven't gotten him on yet. So I think maybe we're going to have to do this. Maybe we're going to have to put a half hour in between. That gives me a little flexibility on the uh, the other show, too. Anyway, welcome, everybody. Good to have you along. I've I I've see some folks checking this out for the first time coming over from the political discussion. Thanks for being here. Hope you enjoyed this, too. We're going to talk about all the things that John Russell talks about. You've heard him on the show enough to know he's just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to paranormal topics, not just ghosts, not just aliens, not just UFOs, not just life after death, not just uh, his life as a psychic and a medium, not just riding motorcycles, which we talked about when uh, we were in Atlantic City and he was on Paranormal Roadhogs with us. He talks about it all and he's got a great uh, deal of information about it all. So I always love having him on the program and uh, and this will be no exception please take a minute and subscribe if you haven't done the done that yet the youtube channel just subscribe it's free hit the notification icon there's no charge or anything for that if you're on our twitch channel please uh follow us there if you can subscribe and if you've subscribed in the past using your amazon prime account which allows you to do that for no charge then uh, please go back and do it again because they they expire after 30 days or so and you have to renew it each 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 month and uh and i'd appreciate if you do that as well it gives us more cloud over there uh so anyway and if you're a podcast listener thanks for doing that as well uh, any of the ways you enjoy this program we appreciate it for sure please share it all with your friends as well let's go to break quickly and when we come back i'll have john russell on we'll begin our conversation it's beyond reality don't go away Hey, it's JV here. You know I've asked for your support in the past, and I'm going to do it again because it's really, really important. And there are a couple of ways you can support the show, and it's so inexpensive. Now, you can go to Patreon, and you can become a Patreon supporter, and we really, really encourage that. But there's also another way. If you look at the description of the podcast, if you're a podcast listener, and you scroll down to the bottom, there's a way to support the show directly through the podcast app. And it's only 99 cents a month. It's less than a buck. You probably have that change in your couch right now. That dollar a month less than a dollar goes a long way in helping us produce this program, provide great interviews for you during the course of the week. I thank you in advance because the support is so important to the program. I, I, as I told you in the intro to the discussion tonight, very excited to have uh, John Russell back with us. He's one of my favorite people, one of my favorite guests for sure. And every time we talk, we find two things to be true. One is he's a wealth of information, but secondly, we always run out of time before we run out of topics. That's why he's back so often, because, John, we just never run out of things to talk about. And every time I think we've covered it all, you send me a new list of things. Say, hey, we forgot that we got to talk about this, this, and this. <laughs> it's it's quite a list. It
1: exactly is. Hi, JV. I appreciate you having me back. Yeah, this is my sixth appearance now. I'm just so excited to be back with you. Uh, I just, I love you guys. It's a great show. We always have a great interview, a great time. And that's what it's all about is getting this information out to everybody.
0: It really is. And and not just getting the information out, because that's important, obviously. But also, when we have these conversations... You know, I can I can see it, even though I don't I don't have a visual on our audience. I don't see what they're doing, but I can tell by their chat comments and then I can tell by the emails and comments I get after the fact. We strike nerves, John. We we hit we we, we say something and somebody'll have an aha moment about an experience they had or a right. feeling they had or a question they had. And that's one right. of the fun things about this.
1: It is. You know, it's it's the whole reason that we do this, it's not self aggrandizement. It's uh, it's to reach people, to help people, and, you know, as I've said many times on the show before, my whole thing is the pursuit of truth, which can be very precarious in the paranormal realm, but uh, we keep striving after it, and we endeavor to present to people how to find that truth the best that we can, how to stay out of traps and troubles and away from phonies and cons and frauds, which there are a lot of in the spiritual realm, unfortunately, so that's, that's what it's all about is helping people and getting people to, to see things in a new light, to see things in a different way, to realize that the paranormal realm actually is real. We can interact with it, and it will help us. It will watch over us. It will guide us. And that's what we hope to help people understand.
0: It is. And I do have a, a, a minor bone to pick with you here, John. Um, okay. As, as one of my most important guests on the program, I've had you in my speed dial uh, for, for months now. And right. you went and changed your phone number on me. It just <laughs> messed up my whole routine. What, what's with that?
1: <laughs> I, we moved. Uh, we actually moved to a, a different city here in Florida, about two hours away from where we were at. And uh, so in in the moving process... Uh, there was no way to keep the old number, and so had to um, had to update that. So apologies for that. But <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> here you know, we are. You know, I'm just picking on you.
1: I know. I know.
0: Um, I wanna I wanna talk about something that. Uh, I talked about Tuesday night with the guest I had on Tuesday night. And I want to preface it by saying that, uh, you know, nobody's right or wrong when we have these discussions. These are these are ideas, and these are, in many cases, emotional uh, conclusions and ideas that we've come up with at, from our experiences. John, that's how you make a lot of your conclusions based on your experiences, and others do the same thing. Right. And we were talking about a, a very uh, serious haunting that a woman had uh, gone through. She wrote a book about it, and she just wrote another book about the aftermath of this haunting. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that she contends, John, which really, it didn't strike me so much as it scared me a little bit. She was talking about the fact that, that spirits, ghosts, whatever we want to call them are around us all the time. And they're very aware of our intimate moments.
1: Oh, absolutely. You believe that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, um, you know, it's, it's obvious uh, for me, having communicated with the other side since I was a, a small kid, uh, it's obvious to me that the other side sees what we're doing, when we're doing it, how we're doing it, and I became aware of that uh, chiefly through my readings because uh, deceased loved ones would come through from the other side for my client and uh, say, hey, I, I saw you create this little altar for me. Well, I'll give you one example uh, one radio show I was on in Texas many years ago when I was on radio regularly. Uh, they had a new DJ come on, and she said, well, are are you going to have something for me? And I said, yeah, hang on. So I told her, I said, uh, you, you have a grandmother, and I told her which side it was on mother or father. I don't remember, but I told her which side. I said, this grandmother's on the other side, and she said, yeah. And I said, your grandmother tells me that nearly every night before you go to bed that you've set up like this little table or this little area on a dresser or something in your in your room there and that you've got this candle with a certain aroma that she liked and you've got a picture of her and you light this candle and you you pray for her and you talk to her and she just she, she nearly <laughs> ran out of the studio she was like oh my god that's exactly what I do and it's exactly how you have described it so the other side Sees what we're doing, they see what we do in their remembrance, um, you know, they see what's going on around us. So yeah, we have, you know, it. Um, it it's kind of become taken for granted commonplace knowledge with us that there's invisible waves in the air passing through us all around us constantly. There's natural x-rays, there's radio waves, there's all these other things that are going on that are in the air there constantly. And if we can, you know, find the right radio station, right to the right spot on the dial, we tune into one of those waves and we get that radio station. And so the other side is kind of like that. There are spirit beings around us constantly. There are angelic presences around us constantly, our spirit guides, our deceased loved ones. All these energies, all these uh, ethereal things are there in the atmosphere around us all the time. And if we tune in correctly, just like tuning into the radio station, then we perceive them. But, yeah, it does. I've always told people, I said, look, this is not isolated. This is occurring constantly around us. This is going on around us all the time.
0: I... I I'm a little mortified, <laughs> you know. My mother left. My love mother left this earth uh, a few years ago, and I'm going to be honest with you, John. There are things that I do that I don't want her to see. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I, mean, and, I understand, and uh, I think, that's concerning.
1: I, I think there may be some discretion there on the other side, but uh, <laughs> but from what I've seen, they do uh, see and participate in a lot. So uh, you know, there's. Uh, Uh, an old Bible verse that says, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses (laughs) talking about, you know, people and beings on the other side, let us lay aside the sin that so easily entangles us or besets us. So it's like, yeah, you know, these these people are cottoning on to what we're doing. They, They see a lot of things. And, uh, so it's uh, it's it's very interesting to recognize that to realize
0: that. I'm going to have to make some notes and change some things. I think, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but in more in a more serious note about that though, um, I mean maybe this is something we just can't possibly know, but. You know, we assume that the other side sees us as we see ourselves. You know, as we look in the mirror, that's how we see us. Or as we look right, at, right. I look, if you were here in the in the studio with me, John, I looked over, I'd see you sitting there. Maybe, do they see a more spiritual version of us, or do they see the physical version that we see? Do they see it the same way we see it?
1: I think they see it the same way that we see it. And I think that um, what the individual on the other side perceives is based on, who that that personage, that entity, that being is, uh, a deceased loved one may have a heightened sense of awareness of who you are now and may see things with their spiritual eyes that were invisible to them in their physical eyes. So they may have a little enhanced version of us when they look at us. But I believe that certainly various entities like our guardian angels, our spirit guides, I believe when they look at us, they see more in depth more into us and more about our our energy presence our aura and uh, and what we're emanating and what we're all about i think they picked that up a little more clearly
0: okay well i'm going to take this into a weird direction then sure um Let's go. you know we i've had several people relate to me stories some on the program and i'm trying to remember the name of the actress oh my god i'm blanking on she played Cindy Brady uh susan olson okay Su- susan olson she was on the program and uh, she had a, a very terrifying paranormal experience. And I've had others talk about these types of paranormal experiences where there's actual rape or sexual contact involved in yeah. in the experience. Then we have people who have reportedly decided that they have a consensual relationship with a ghost with or a the spirit. Of yeah. A... Yeah. What do you think of that stuff? Is the, Does that ring true to you?
1: Not really. Um, and, and all the years... That I've done paranormal investigations and had all these experiences, and I've had over a thousand physical manifestations now, over a thousand physical experiences. Um, I personally have never experienced anything of that sort. I've never talked to anyone that um, I could reliably say had any experience of that sort. And you say, well, then, you know, where are these experiences coming from? Where are these people? Uh, gleaning these emotions and these things from? Well, I think a lot of it comes from misinterpretation of something that's occurring. And then you can say, well, you know, hey, if a, if a spirit's forcing sex upon you, that's pretty hard to misinterpret. Well, but is that occurring? You know, uh, we have dreams that are so vivid yeah. that we think that, uh, you know, we're, we're actually there in the moment. And uh, and and look, this is not to discount or belittle anyone's experience or discount or belittle anyone's, you know, belief or whatever, but I have to say that in all these things we have to be so very careful and we have to walk so very carefully in what we assume or declare to be a factual event or the truth or whatever. Um, for one thing, we misinterpret so many things that happen from the other side. And we've discussed this before, like when I was shooting the, uh, the TV pilot for the History Channel. And, and during a break in the filming, this lady said, this ghost tried to kill me. And we've talked about that incident. And I said, no, the ghost wasn't trying to kill you. It was trying to get your attention. Right. And so a lot of times we misinterpret what comes to us from the other side. The reason for that misinterpretation is how we're raised. Most of us were raised biblical Christians. And anything outside of the sanctioned paranormal phenomena in the Bible is therefore demonic, satanic, evil, whatever. And so that's how we view uh, we view everything through those religious glasses that we put on. And so anything that happens, we immediately default to satanic, demonic, evil, threatening, dangerous, whatever. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Now, is everything goodness and happiness and light and roses out there? Absolutely not. But, you know, I, I really don't believe that people are having this plethora of, of negative experiences that they think they are and a lot of times when I've gone to investigate these things um, what sounded on the, on the surface what appeared to be very credible experiences turned out to be the product of you know misinformation uh, misinterpretation a lot of times there was at least mild mental illness involved yeah. drug abuse drug use uh, all these types of things. So, uh, you know, it's it's like a lot of times, you know, well, I woke up with scratches, and they may have gotten a, a bite and scratched themselves in their sleep, and then woken up and, oh, my God, look at this, a demon scratched me, you know. Yeah. So the, the first thing you do when you look for these things is you look at the context. And you say, okay, let's establish some context for this. Where and how and, and when and why and, and what happened the best that we can, and then let's work outward from there and see if we can find a logical explanation. And then if there is a supernatural explanation, let's make sure we put that supernatural uh, explanation in context so that we're not, you know, an alien came down during the night and raped me, so that we don't default to that. And, uh, you know, I'm not, to, I'm not one to say that there aren't possibly some uh, some bizarre experiences out there, you know, because I've certainly experienced some bizarre things. But the default that people seem to go to is that it's either dangerous or scary or spooky or demonic or satanic or uh, it raped me or it scratched me or this or that. And, you know, man, I've had over a thousand of these physical manifestations in my life. These are not things that I close my eyes and meditate and, oh, I had one. These are things that we capture on film, we capture on video, we capture recordings, other people witness with me. And I have not experienced any of these things. I've never been threatened or beaten or hit or scratched or cursed or, or whatever. And uh, in that vein, I'll tell you something really funny. I, I mess around with EVP every now and then just for grins. And uh, the other day, I was playing back a uh, a recording, and I got this... And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Because I have never gotten any such thing. You know, people are always saying they get demonic growls, and they get barks, and they get this, and they get that. And I've never gotten any of that. And all of these years, I've I've done EVP. And I was like, what in God's name? And so I sit there a little bit, and I said, okay, spirit, what, what the heck is this? And about that time, my stomach growled. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Uh-huh. And I hit the recorder, and I got real quiet. My stomach growled again, and I played it back. And the recorder was so sensitive, it was picking up my stomach growling. And it sounded like this, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: demonic growl thing. So it's like, look, you have to be so careful when you're doing paranormal investigations that you don't, you know, pick up some natural phenomenon. You're not aware of it. And you go, oh, my God, look at this, look at this. And uh, another thing we have to be aware of is that uh, a friend of mine, very, very dear friend of mine and a client, uh, was uh, trying to learn some things and experiment with some paranormal techniques and so on and so forth. And it got to the point that it was so confusing for the person that they were like, you know, I I, I can't do this. i got to give this up. And I was like, yeah, to do this takes years of study and practice and serious work. It's not something you just sit down and, and pick up, you know. Right.
0: I just have to clarify this, though. You haven't had any negative experiences at all? Like, in retrospect, when you look back through them all, you may have, like you said, you had the the experience with EVP. You know, your initial reaction was, oh, what the hell is this? Right. Uh, But later you were able to determine it wasn't anything that you needed to be concerned about. Right. Uh, So looking back and all those experiences, nothing negative, John?
1: Nothing. Uh, There's mostly been, for me, protective and literally life-saving experiences uh through this uh through this entire uh, plethora of of manifestations that I've experienced and so nothing harmful nothing negative nothing painful nothing life threatening on the contrary it's been life saving uh you know very very positive in its guidance and very protective and uh, and literally kept me out of a lot of trouble over the years so I haven't experienced any of those things and a lot of times when I've gone to try and investigate the claims of people that claim to have experienced something of that nature, uh, it turns out drug use, drug abuse, yeah. mild mental illness, misinterpretation, over vivid imagination, uh, you know, all these types of things. And one of the reasons that uh, we were given carte blanche to shoot the, the pilot for the History Channel to go into all these historic places uh was, uh, they had, everybody had shut down. It's like the the Peterson House, Ford's Theater, all these places were like, no, there is never a psychic coming in here to investigate again. And the reason for that was, this one uh, one woman came in with her husband, boyfriend, whatever it was, I can't remember, and they, Got in this one place, and she said, "Oh my God, he touched me!" And then she fainted and fell into the arms of her boyfriend. <laughs> and the people, and it's like you know, that's what you're there for—is to encounter spirits, idiots. <laughs> and so the uh, the people there at at the uh, the historic location were like, "Get the f out of here! Don't ever come back!" And that's it. We're never opening up to any of these idiots again. And so. By having the carte blanche of Atlas Media and the History Channel uh, and then going in and, and saying, hey, we vetted this guy, and he's he's not one of these, you know, oh, my God, I got scratches on me. He's not one of these guys. By virtue of that, then we got into these places and uh, were treated with respect because we treated them with respect. But, you know, a lot of that nonsense goes on out there.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned mental health and you mentioned addiction issues. Uh, in what little experience I've had with any kind of uh, negative interactions, at least uh, uh, supposed ne- negative interactions, really that seems to be where we end up with most yeah. of these. I don't, I can't think of one c- case that I've been involved with an investigation that I've done that has actually turned out. If it was, it was if it was suggested it was a negative type situation, right. that it's turned out to be something other than what we've just talked about, and that's really the problem. And, and there are investigators that that want it to be something demonic want it to be oh, a negative yeah, they, and therefore they if somebody that need...
1: direction from the get-go yeah that's what they're going to find
0: yeah and so, therefore the person that actually needs some uh help from this world not from the other side right. uh you know they don't get that help
1: exactly exactly and and it's so much more wide-ranging than pe- uh, people can fathom i remember i had a um there was this uh guy from uh, from the UK that used to call me decades ago and try and get a reading and he would email me and he would call me and from the get-go all I had to do was read the first email list of the first voicemail and recognize that this guy had serious mental issues and um, so uh, there was uh, like a family member or a caretaker or whatever and I don't remember it's been so long ago but they contacted me and they said, you know, look, the the guy has serious mental problems and he goes on and off his medication and and you know, if you'll just look, I'll pay you, but if you'll just, you know, do something and, and get this guy off your back and get him off our back and, and you know, just, just tell him something. And I said, Okay, look, we'll you know, I'll tell him, you know, the truth about his situation, what he needs to do and so I said, I'm not gonna charge you, you don't need to pay me and so I finally agreed to take a call from this guy and the the first thing he says to me is that when he watches Star Trek reruns, that Captain Kirk speaks to him from the TV screen and gives him instructions for his life. Mm. And so, you know, I'm I'm gently telling him, saying, you know, hey, uh, you know, I, I heard from a family member and, and they tell me you need to be on your medication. Are you off your medication? Well, yeah. I said, OK, let's get back on that medication. OK, I said, let's let's work on that so that's that's the type of thing I've experienced and uh you know i now have I seen creatures? Have I seen things? Have I seen this and the other? Yes, but I've never seen anything that I was frightened of or that I thought was going to harm me or or whatever so I think a lot of that is just uh you know again we we default to our Christian upbringing, it must be demonic, it must be evil, and a surprising number of people default to movies, yeah. And- and what they've seen, and it's like, oh my God, I saw this movie, and then I saw this thing, and it must be that. It's like people, come on, you know, that's that's not reality. It's like I read about this uh, this soap opera star once, and he walked down the street, and he said this fan came up to him and was like, "How dare you? How could you throw your brother, your own brother, out of the house?" And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey." it's a show it's fiction it's made up you know and and people will take things so seriously that they see or that they read or whatever and look you go to Facebook and people with normal good sense will post repost things that are like George Bush is the son of an alien and of this and that and they will believe it and they will post it and it's like you know, come on, people. Research things. Research things, and that's why I've always been such a stickler for what I've done. It's like, okay, let's find out if this is real or not. Let's find out if it's true or not. and Let's find out where it goes, and then we'll we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, a little research and a little common sense together could help a goes lot a of a long lot way. of people. Yeah, uh, goes a long way. But I often wonder because you bring up Hollywood, you bring up these films and TV shows. I often wonder right. what our you know the the phone calls would be. Instead of, hi, I need help, uh, I've got a demon in my house, you know, right. XYZ is happening. If they didn't have that influence from Hollywood, what would those calls end up being? I mean, it would, be, it would strip out all of this nonsense from it, it, would. it I would imagine, yeah. John. Would. And, and people would experience, you know, if they're experiencing anything, it would be something more genuine.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and the calls would revert to a more normal, you know, I, can you see me getting a good job soon or how's my health yeah, issues right. and, and so on and so forth. And uh, mostly that is uh, what I get. And it was really surprising because when nine eleven 11 happened, uh, I was inundated with uh, with people asking me. I said, God, I, I bet you were just swamped with calls. Is this the end of the world? Is this it? Is it third world war? Is it the rapture? Is it the second coming? Is it whatever? I said, no, you know, mostly the calls were like, is my cheating boyfriend going to straighten up and come back? Am I going to get this new job? You know, how's my health? How does my money look for the year? And in spite of... This dramatic cataclysm that happened—that was people's concerns, you know. Was, yeah. I, you know, so oh my.
0: Tell me, tell me a little bit about trauma and the paranormal. Uh, you know, a lot of people connect trauma and and places of great emotional strife yeah. with the with where they could expect to see or ha- experience paranormal activity. Good example of that is the Gettysburg Battlefield, which sure. I know is very active. Absolutely. Whether, you know, this this proves the point here or not, I I'm, I'm not sure, but it's that place certainly is active. But yeah. make that connection. How how much of an influence does a place of trauma or an event of trauma have to do with resulting paranormal activity?
1: A lot. Uh, for the simple reason that I think one of the things that occurs there is this imprint of the events that happened there, the energy that happened there. And so someone that's sensitive like a psychic like myself can go and tune in on those events and and experience them again, experience the emotions, the actions, the activities, the energies that went on there. So something that traumatic leaves an imprint behind. It's like a, uh, a bit of psychic history, if you will, that stays imprinted in that spot. And then there are um, the nature spirits or those types of beings and entities that lived in that area at that time that may still live there. Not everybody has a short lifespan. We do. And so they are witness to those things. They may bring some of that up or they may have some input about that, that energy and that experience. And then I do believe that uh, some of the spirits that were involved may come back to revisit that spot for whatever reasons And that we can pick up on that interact with them be involved with them And then one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was like are there spiritual docents on the other side? You know like we go to a museum. There's a person that's a docent They'll take you and they'll guide you and they'll show you well This painting was done by so-and-so and and here's why and what they were feeling and experiencing um, Are there docents on the other side? that stay in an area, and when someone sensitive comes to that area, say, hey, what went on here? They kind of give them a guided tour, if you will, from a psychic perspective, and I think that may be a real possibility because, look, there are people that have performed magic, not stage magic, but genuine magic, that for a number of years would call upon a spirit or create a spirit that would be uh, over a particular area. And if it was a a spirit that wasn't created, if it was some spirit that came to this person asking for help or asking for guidance or instruction or intervention or whatever, uh, then that spirit can still be found in that area. So there may be spirits that are kind of like volunteer docents that say, you know, hey, I'm going to hang around when people come around, want to know what went on here. I'm going to tell them I'm going to show them. So just a theory, but a, possibly a good
0: one. Sure. And I was going to ask you, you know, what would be the difference then between a, a guardian angel and a docent? But what you've just described is the docent stays uh, kind of central to an event or a location. Right. And, and right. when somebody comes through there, then they, they you know, portray, it, bring into action. Right. 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 The guardian yeah. angel
1: stays with us.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that makes that makes sense. And if that's the case, John, I mean, if, you know, again, I bring Gettysburg as an example here. Uh, I've had so many people who I've said, Hey, how'd you, how'd you become interested in the paranormal? And the first sentence out of their mouth is Well, I was in Gettysburg right?" and, um, you know, that, that battlefield, obviously a, a site of tremendous anguish, pain, emotional yeah. pain, strife and death. Um, but does it have to be death that, that causes um, this? Is that the energy that's necessary?
1: no not not at all there can be tremendous joy associated with a place or there can be just the the average banal everyday life that we pick up on some some incident or some occurrence that uh, wasn't accompanied by some you know extreme emotion either way so uh, it it doesn't have to be but you know we are more horrified by the, the traumatic and the evil and the abuse and the war and the horrors, that makes a, a deeper impression on us than does the joy of life. And the reason is that is such a counterpoint to the joy of life. And we go through life and we say, look, you know, there's, well, right now I'm burning this candle on my desk as we talk. And... There are people in this world that say, I'm going to make this beautiful scented candle. I'm going to find the best wick that I can that burns the longest and the cleanest. I'm going to infuse it with this wonderful aroma that makes the house smell great. I'm going to get the best quality wax that I can. And then there's people that devote their lives to making beautiful, uplifting music. There's people that devote their lives to writing books. There's people that devote their lives to making inspiring movies or plays or whatever. And then there's serial killers and there's rapists and there's animal abusers and the Taliban and all of these things. And the counterpoint of that is such a horror to the beauty of life and the beauty that we could constantly experience in life that I think the trauma of that kind of puts a deeper imprint on things than other things to uh, do. And and that's the thing, this evil that we constantly have to battle against and we fight against and we struggle against, which we should. But I think that's, that's my viewpoint on it. That's why it leaves such a deep impact, such a scar.
0: We're talking with John Russell tonight, by the way, author of a couple of books, including Riding with Ghosts, Angels and the Spirits of the Dead, and also A Knock in the Attic. Um, John, I want to ask you about something that's been in the news recently. And as a psychic, see if you have any insight on on this. But I'm talking about the uh, Gabby Petito case and the fact that uh, you're in Florida. It doesn't mean you're close to where, uh, what's his name, Brian Laundrie split or hiding or whatever's happening. But do you ever get the maybe um, urge to kind of try to tap into the other side and see if you can get some answers on a case like this or anything like it?
1: I tell you I have done that previously I have been contacted by law enforcement I've been contacted by the FBI previously and one thing that I learned is not to get involved <laughs> The uh, <laughs> one thing I, I watching psychic detectives on TV the TV show psychic detectives yeah. which I was contacted by the uh, by the producers to uh, to possibly work on that show but watching that uh, the psychics would go to the police and go I had this vision. I know where this person's body is, and I see who did this, and da-da-da-da-da. And the police would go, the only person that could know all this is the killer. Yeah. So the psychic would (laughs) become the suspect, right? right? And They would have to clear themselves. So um, in spite of knowing that, I made this idiotic goof one time. And this was back, oh, decades and decades ago. There was this particular case happening out in California. And the police were stumped. They couldn't figure it out. And I had this vision, and it was like, bam, I know how this is being done. And so, like an idiot, like a naive fool, I called the uh, the police department there in that particular jurisdiction of California. And I said, look, I know you get every kook and crazy in the world, but here's my credentials. Here's Here's what I do, and I've had this vision. I can tell you how this is being done. I can tell you how to catch these people. Ah, oh, okay, okay, hang on, hang on. So I'm holding, and they pass me to this other person, and okay, hang on, well, let me get you to the right department. And the person that picks up the phone, then I hear people laughing in the background, and this person is barely containing their laughter, and it's like, ah, uh, they're just passing the loony, me, Uh-oh. around from person to person, and so I just hung out. I said, okay. You know, try and help, try and be a nice guy, and this is what you get. Yep. And then I was contacted by the FBI once uh, to uh, to give my psychic input on a case. And so this guy calls, and he goes, I'm so-and-so from the FBI. And I'm like, okay. So I listen to his spiel, and I say, okay, now any jerkwater can call and say they're with the FBI. I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call the local number there where you say you're at. I'm going to call that FBI office. I'm going to ask for you. And I said, if if you're there and if you're the FBI, then we'll talk. And I said, if not, I'm coming after you. <laughs> and so he says, fine, fine, fine. So he hangs up. I get the number myself of the local FBI office there that he claims to be with. I call them FBI. Okay. I said, is Agent so and so there? Yeah, I may say who's calling? And I tell him. I say he called me and and requested that I call. Okay. So they put me through. So I give my psychic input on this case, and I tell them I remember the most frustrating thing for me about this there was this one specific road that i saw and i gave them the highway number i could see the sign and i could see the the number of the highway on the sign and i gave them this and i said go down this highway you're going to find this turnoff go in there and you're going to there's going to be something significant there okay so a few weeks later i'm i'm talking to this guy again and i said hey i said did you check out this highway he said, "Oh yeah, we we found out that uh, that there is such a highway. That number exists." I said, "All right. Have you been down that highway? Been to that turnoff? I told you to investigate that. No, no, no. We haven't done that." Oh, <laughs> Man. Hello, <laughs> it's like you know. Uh, I'm handing you the thing on a platter here, and you're like, "Okay, yeah, we found the highway. It panned out exactly where you said. it were. What number you said it was, and everything else. And have you investigated? Nah. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh man. So that was that was kind of my. Uh, uh, oh, and one other frustrating experience. These people call me, and uh, they said, uh, "What uh, what do you see? if we just tell you the, the name of this situation, I said, well, I see that there was a murder and I see the uh, the person involved, I gave him a description and I gave him a description of the uh, the interior where it occurred and the surroundings, the house, all this and all that. And they said, that's exactly 100% correct as as far as you've described everything and the person that we believe is involved. And uh, they said, uh, you know, we. I said, well, have you talked to the police, the FBI, whatever? Yes, we've taken this to them, and and you've said exactly what we've said. And I said, what have they done? And they said nothing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I've, uh, I've I've come to find out over the years that uh, you know it, it, um, it it's very frustrating to try and work with law enforcement and uh, all of the uh, the uh, people that produce psychic detectives called me one time and asked me if I would be willing to work on the show with, with with some member of law enforcement that agreed or whatever, and I said, yeah, sure. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, I've watched the show. It's a very good show. I said, thank you. and I said, look, there are psychics on there that have said, you're going to go hundred feet into the woods to this tree and find the body hanging there and there's gonna be dogs barking in the background you're gonna hear and all this and all that. And it happens exactly like the psychic said. I said, You've got really great psychics on the show that are really <laughs> skilled in this particular area. Why don't you just keep using them? And the producer said, Well hmm. he said the um the police department is is reticent to keep involving themselves with psychics. And I said, Why? Because of the stigma? And they said no because they get results and they show the police up. Oh and, man! And a, and a lot of police officers are like, this guy comes in and makes me look bad. You know, get him out of here. Let's don't do this stuff anymore. than you know, ego thing. So uh, that's that's the problem. I've that's that's what I've encountered with law enforcement.
0: Uh, again, looking at the clock here, we don't have a whole lot of time left. I, uh, and you sent me a couple of uh, topics that you wanted to chat about tonight. We covered a couple of them. But right. one of the things you wanted to talk about, John, is cloud busting. Yes, now, let's, let's, let's talk, talk about cloud busting. Let's talk about cloud busting. For those who wouldn't know or don't know, what are we talking about here?
1: Cloud busting is an old technique that goes back a long, long way, and you don't hear much about it anymore. But it was was really prominent at the time. And here's how you do cloud busting. You go out on a clear day when there's just a few small clouds around in the sky. Not windy, not stormy. You want some sunshine, you want some blue skies, and just just a few little puffy clouds here and there, little small clouds, and you sit down, and now if you go out and you go, while well, I stared at the cloud, nothing happened, that ain't going to cut it. Here's what you have to do. You have to psych yourself up, get involved in this, believe this is going to work, believe this energy exists, believe this is possible, and you look up at this cloud, and you focus and you stare at this cloud, and from your, your third eye and your forehead here, whether you believe in that or not, just accept it, just go with it. From your third eye and your forehead, you send this stream of light. to Visualize shooting a laser beam out to this cloud in a continuous stream of light hitting this cloud. And when you see it hitting this cloud, visualize this beam scattering and breaking this cloud up into bits and pieces until it dissipates and disappears and say to the cloud, you're going to vanish, you're going to disappear, you're breaking up now. Thank you for breaking up. Thank you for accepting this energy and for vanishing. And keep doing that. And if you do it with sincerity and you put all your energy and emotion into it and you really visualize this, you know what's going to happen? That little cloud's going to and just vanish into thin air, into blue sky. Okay? Now that works. Anybody can do it. And it's an old technique that, like I say, it's been around forever and ever. I did it one time and since such energy... Into a specific point in the sky, that after this one little cloud, after I, I busted it, vanished. It every little small cloud that would come into that area where I had sent that energy, as soon as they hit that area, they would vanish. They would just 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 go away, just vanish. And that lingered. That energy lingered there in the atmosphere for uh, for about two or three more clouds, and they would come through and just hit that and just just vanish instantly. So. Here's my thing with this. And like I say, anybody can learn it. Anybody can do it. You can go out. Like I say, if you sit and you go, Well, I stared at a cloud and nothing happened. No, well, <laughs> you, <laughs> you did it wrong. You've got to do what I tell you. You've got to do it that exact way. And it may take a little practice, more for some people, less for others. But the point of this is my, my application being practical in the real world is that if we can direct energy from ourselves to a cloud and make that cloud dissipate and vanish. How about let's all start working together and let's all start sending this energy out to the coronavirus and let's focus this energy on that little bitty teeny invisible virus and in mass just visualizing that thing destructing and vanishing and and being totally destroyed and just going away.
0: Wow, wouldn't that be something?
1: Wouldn't that be something? Why don't we do that? Yeah. And I know... That telekinesis works, I know that the power of the mind works, I've done telekinesis successfully, I know other people that have done it successfully, it is real, it does work, so let's take it and let's apply it to that and then let's extend that. Uh, other illnesses, other diseases, other things that need healing, let's start working on that and the more people we can get to do that and to do it continuously and to do it in concert, the more results that we're going to see, the more results, are, the more dramatic the results will be, and the more effective the results will be. So that's that's one thing I want everybody to really catch on to, and let's say, hey, let's do this thing. Let's make this thing work.
0: So, I mean, I've heard I've heard of folks organizing and trying to organize to do that to 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 uh, uh, kind of control the d- direction of a storm or something, right. you know, move them right. off off a path. Yep. Uh, and in some cases, they've been successful. Uh, That's kind of the same thing you're talking about?
1: Yeah, basically the same type issue. Yeah, basically the same type technique.
0: Now, does everybody have to do it at the same time, John, or is just, you know, do it when you can, and hopefully the collective is going to have an impact?
1: That's that's what I'm hoping, yeah. Do it when you can, but if everybody will think about it and do it sometime during the day, and as many people as are listening to us will try this and experiment with this, And do this and do it on a regular basis and then tell other friends that would be receptive to this say hey you know I've learned this technique I've tried it it works let's send this out to you know let's destroy the coronavirus and then let's think about destroying other illnesses and other diseases and I know for a fact that spiritual healing psychic healing absolutely does work on physical diseases I've had uh, clients that I've recommended spiritual healing to one client came to me in in, uh, stage four cancer in stage, had two weeks to live and um, was alive and well a year later to the point that the doctor that treated her couldn't understand it because not only had the cancer disappeared, but the markers that cancer leaves in your body that you've had cancer were non-detectable, not even the markers were there. And this was purely from a spiritual healing technique, so it absolutely does work. But we have to we have to do it and we have to devote time to it. And you say, Well I don't have time, I'm busy you know, put down your cell phone, turn off the T V. Yeah. Get off the computer, you know. Yep. If it's important enough, we will make time for it. And I think this is an important time in our lives that we need to be looking at these things and doing these things, sacrificing other time to spend on things that are truly important that can make a positive difference in the world right now that we desperately desperately need
0: you know how you go to the store uh, maybe haven't in a while I know I haven't in a while because my kids are older but you go to the store and you buy them like you know my son wants a uh, I don't know pair of binoculars so you get the toy binoculars and on the side of the box it says this is for entertainment purposes only because it's not they're not real binoculars whatever is cloud busting for entertainment purposes only John or is there a more spiritual component to this
1: there's a more spiritual component to it for one thing it teaches you the connection between us and that the other that there is this connection there that can be established and that we can affect these things so what we do affects nature and we don't even realize it a lot of the time and so this makes us conscious that hey we have the power to interact with other realms with nature with spirits so our actions have consequences and we need to be aware of that and then if we are if our actions if our power, has consequences, let's take that into the positive realms and see what we can do with that positively.
0: Um, Um, When we do a focused, uh, um, I don't know, what what do you call it? A focused intention experiment? Is that what they're called? Is that something like that? Yeah,
1: that's good enough, yeah. Yeah,
0: when you do that, I mean, it it starts to illustrate how you can, how, and and as you said, telekinesis is is kind of the same thing, how our, our spiritual energy, our mind's energy, can manipulate and affect the physical world around us.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely it does. And that's been proven. I mean, it's not conjecture. It's been proven. Stanford Research Institute proved it. Uh, Lots of other institutes and and programs, our own government has proved it. I mean, we've had the remote viewing programs and we've had, look, the, uh, the book Psychic Discoveries Behind the Iron Curtain that came out when I was a young man. And it talked about, um, and, and Uri Geller has talked about, and, and various other psychics have talked about, government's attempts to get psychic assassins. Can you stop this guy's heart from a distance? Can you, right. you know, a- affect this from a distance? Can you do that from a distance? So you say, okay, well, if it's possible to use this energy in a creative, positive way, is it possible to use it negatively as well? Yes, it is. And um, that's one reason why we should all be protecting ourselves, visualizing ourselves surrounded by this protective white light, asking our guardian angels to protect us from evil intent, and so on and so forth. And um, I think one of the reasons that psychic gifts are a little bit difficult to learn and demonstrate in practice, particularly like telekinesis and things like that, I think the other side kind of has a governor or a psychic safeguard, a firewall, if you will, so that we don't just all... Gain this power, and then we're in the car, and somebody cuts us off and like USOB, (laughs) and then you know blow them up in the car. Uh, You know, extreme example, but I think the other side has this this firewall there that it, you know, you kind of got to prove yourself to get there, and then I think some people find this um, open portal, and why it's there, I don't know, unless there's some evil on the other side that wants to facilitate this. where they get through and they begin these experiments and and these negative things and like possible assassinations like assassination and so on and so forth so you know like I said it's not all light and roses out there but you know we have if we come together collectively with this good power this creative power this positive power this this holy and righteous power in the truest sense of the word then we can band together and we can you know we can overcome that and you find history constantly stating that the only way evil triumphs is when good men do nothing. And that's very true. We have to be able to be willing to stand up and say, hey, we're not gonna allow this to happen. This is not gonna occur. You're not gonna do this. And you know, we we gotta have that grip, we gotta have that moxie, uh, the same way that some guy in in a store sees a store owner getting robbed, and he goes up and punches a guy in the head and knocks him out, takes away the gun. We have to do that spiritually. We have to be willing to do that same thing spiritually.
0: Well, the good news is that, uh, once again, we didn't, we haven't gotten to all the topics, and we don't have enough time to open up a new topic right now. I do have another question for you, but but this sure. means that you're going to have to come back soon, John. So, you know, uh, I think <laughs> Always I, a delight. Always <laughs> yeah, a delight. Yeah, I think there's some there's uh, an intention on my part to leave a few things unanswered so that we can bring you back. There um, you go. But, uh, you know, we're in October. Uh, everybody starts, in fact, we're in the middle of October almost. It's unreal almost, how quickly. Uh, it's unreal. It is. Um, but everybody starts thinking about ghosts and spooky things. How does sure. John Russell observe October and celebrate Halloween?
1: Well, you know, I, I it's uh, pretty much Halloween 365 days a year for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, I, I have this contact constantly with the other side. You know, I'm always doing readings for clients. I'm always having all these paranormal experiences. And I have this, uh, this conscious, deliberate connection with the other side and with things that go on. And so, uh, you know, I do acknowledge that it is a time of year where the veil is a little thinner, where people are focusing and concentrating more on things. And so that naturally makes experiences uh, a little more readily available to everyone. Uh, but uh, So I, I give it its due as the holiday that it is and uh, with the history and background that it has. But like I say, for me it's pretty much Halloween three hundred and sixty five days a year.
0: John, do people focus on it and concentrate on this time of year this way because the veil is thinner, or is the veil thinner because more people are focused on it and concentrating on it?
1: I think a little of both. I think if you look at the the history of it, I think there are certain times of year, certain holidays, certain things that the other side kind of says, Hey, pay attention to this and and if you do it's a little easier to get through a little easier to uh, to make contact, to get guidance, to get inspiration, whatever. And then also, uh, you know, the old, uh, who was, uh, Satra, who was it, said the, uh, the philosopher said you stare into the, be careful staring into the abyss. If you stare too long, the abyss stares back. Yeah. And it's true that the more attention we pay to something, uh, that something is eventually going to also pay attention to us. And so that's why I tell people, it's like, look, if you're serious about Interacting with the other side and without learning, or about learning and about getting guidance and inspiration, you know, focus on that, pay attention on that, and eventually your guides, guardian angels, the other spirits, entities around you, whatever, are going to say, "Hey, this person's opening up a connection. Let's interact with that. Let's let's connect with that, and uh, let's let's give this person some guidance." So uh, it, it's a little of both, I think.
0: Um the books are available where, John? And also, I don't know if you're able to take new clients for your readings or not. I know oh, you're absolutely. very, very busy. But if people are interested, how do they get in touch with you for that?
1: Yeah, I, I'm always accepting new clients. Right now, the readings the, runs about three to six months out to make an appointment, uh, which is not as bad as some of the quote-unquote big-name psychics. But it's it's a little ways out. Um, You can go to JohnRussell.net, two S's, two L's in Russell, JohnRussell.net, and the uh, full information is there on how to schedule a reading if you'd like a reading with me. Uh, The books are available at any major bookseller online. Even Target and Walmart carries them online. You can go to Amazon, Books Million, Barnes & Noble. Uh, The books are uh, writing Ghost Angels and the Spirits of the Dead. And my latest book, which came out this year, is A Knock in the Attic. And uh, I'm working on the third book still, almost halfway through with that now. I'm so busy with other things, it's, it's becoming uh, an issue to try and get this finished. But hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, be out uh, early sometime next year. And uh, that one's going to be a lot of fun. It's 20 Ways to Increase Your Psychic Abilities. Nice. And it, uh, it talks about a lot of the things that we talk about on the air. uh goes into a lot more detail and various techniques, how to learn them, how to practice them and the real-world application of them. So uh, that that's going to be fun. I've already had people – I had a guy, he gave me a phone message and said, I've looked everywhere. I can't find this book. I said, it's not out yet. <laughs> he, he had heard me talk about it on a podcast. He's like, I've got to have this. I said, be patient. It'll get there. So, so that's what I'm working on. But, yeah, I'm always taking on new clients and uh, always, always look forward to helping people. Talking to people and uh, i've got enough client testimonials on my website enough about me and my qualifications experience and about me uh, that people can go to the website look at that, and figure out okay this this guy's going to help me out without a bunch of b s
0: well john it's always a pleasure of course um great. i appreciate Absolutely you i appreciate great. you making the time for us again and i look forward to having you back the list as i said we've still got plenty of things we need to go over and <laughs> every grows yeah, well the thing is john as you know we start talking about a topic and that one topic leads us to four others and, exactly you <laughs> know
1: exactly it does yeah yeah we haven't even covered a few things on the list i sent you to the other day so yeah 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 it's still there so uh yeah i'll, I'll be happy to come back i am taking um uh, uh, November, December off. I'm, I'm got, uh, 14 podcasts. I'm on this month. Alone. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And, and all my clients to boot and, uh, and everything else. So November, December, I am taking off all podcasts to celebrate the holidays with uh, friends and family and, yeah. and just relax and recharge a little bit. And then in January, going to come roaring back again. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get together in the new year and, uh, cover some more.
0: That sounds great, John. Thanks, my friend. Good luck to you and best to your family.
1: Thank you so much. You too, my friend. Talk to you soon.